Welcome to Deal Closers with Annette Tali, where we focus on the deals. Our guests are real estate closers who will share in detail the whole process from finding a deal to closing it, as well as strategies and tips to help you do the same. Here is your host, Annette Tali. Welcome to another episode of Deal Closers. I am your host, Annette Tali, and I'm very excited today because I have my friend Jamie O'Ryan here with us today. Welcome. Thank you, Annette. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for allowing me to be part of this. I'm, I'm excited to chat with you. Absolutely. I know Jamie for a year now, and we are both in the same mastermind group. And it's, we meet every two weeks, and I am, I'm always excited to hear what he's going to tell us, what he's working on, because he does all kinds of things. So let me tell you a little bit about him. Jamie O'Ryan lives and invests in Birmingham, Alabama. He is a medical device sales professional and a real estate investor. When Jamie and his wife, Blair, found out they were having twins, Jamie knew he had to do something other than rely on his W2 job to provide for the life he wanted for his family. In the last three years, Jamie has successfully invested in seven tax certificates, bought and flipped four houses, included one turnkey rental flip, and build his rental portfolio of 13 doors. At heart, Jamie is a rehabber who loves forced appreciation and bringing homes back to life. Wow, that is amazing, my friend. 13 yeah, doors, thank you. Seven, four flips and seven tax certificates. Wow. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Just trying to, trying to find ways to make, you know, make it happen and really just uh, trying to figure out what my niche is gonna be in real estate, so. So t- tell us a little bit, like, I know that it was, uh, you know, because your wife got pregnant and, you know, you were having twins, you decided to, to do something else. But how did you decide that real estate was that thing that you needed to do? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and it, it kind of evolved over time. I've always had an interest in real estate. Um, I can remember, you know, being a young kid and thinking about selling and buying land and, and just it always was something that interests me. And, and I had looked at it more from a, I guess, retail real estate side. I thought a while back about getting my uh, agent's license and doing it on the side. But really, my story is kind of cliche. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it all made sense to me. I found bigger pockets. I dug in and just consumed as much as I could. Um, around the same time, we found out we were pregnant with twins. Uh, my wife was also in sales and all the daycares we were talking to said, you can't be that far away from Birmingham. So we realized she was you know, going to have to stay at home with them for a while. And I said, oh man, what, you know, what am I going to do uh, to, to really provide for my family the way I want to? And I was like, let's try this real estate thing. And, and so we took off, bought those tax, you know, tax certificates. And um, I realized that was a little more passive than I wanted uh, at this point in time. And there was a lot of legalities that went into it. So we started trying to rehab properties. And in our first property we bought, um, I doubled the value in it uh, with half of the money. You know, so I, I think we bought it for 43. I was all in at 55 and it appraised at 93. I was like, this is genius. And so we, we just kind of, went down that road and kept, kept trying to find properties to force appreciation in. Wow. That's amazing. You know, flips scare me a little bit. So I, I am when every time that I hear your, your stories about flips, um, you know, I love yeah. it. I just love yeah. it. The deal. All right. So what are we going to talk about today? What deal are we going uh, deep into? 
we're going to talk about a fix and flip we did. It was, uh, we actually sold it last year. Um, it was one of my favorite projects to date. Um, it turned out to be a challenge. I mean, it was a challenge to get the property. It was a challenge during, during the rehab process, but it, it ended up being one of our, um, one of our best projects to date. And, and then it turned out beautiful. So I thought we'd All dig right. into that so one a little bit. What type of project was it? Was it a single family, so, um, duplex? It was a single family fix and flip. Okay. Um, yep. Perfect. All right. So how did you find this property? We found this property through uh, marketing ourselves. We, we were running actually Facebook ads at the time. Um, some things have changed that, changed that makes that harder to do now, but we were running Facebook ads. Uh, the seller contacted us um, about six months before we ended up buying the, the project. And that's one of the things that made it uh, pretty interesting, but we found it through our own Facebook ads. Wow. So, um, so how, how this negotiating went? How, how did you, from the Facebook ad, how did you, you know, what happened in those six months? Why was it so long? Sure. Yeah, so they, um, they contacted us, you know, told us they were, they were looking to get about $220,000 for the property. Um, at the time, we felt like that was pretty much market after repair value if the, if the house was in, you know, move-in ready shape. And, and it was, it, it just had, it needed a lot of love. And so, uh, part of what I think made this deal successful is uh, we went over, we met with them. We really tried to build that rapport uh, with the seller. Um, I, I believe in honesty and transparency as much as possible. Uh, so I, I just straight up told him, I was like, hey, I think if you listed your property right now uh, on the MLS, you're still too high at 220. I, you know, I, I fully believe that you're probably going to be somewhere in the 180 range. Um, and it took them a while, I think, just to, to, kind of let that sink in and um, talk amongst themselves. It was a husband and wife duo. And at the end of the day, they had a goal of, they had an RV and their goal was to get in their RV and uh, travel the world. And uh, they decided after about six months of back and forth that that's what they wanted to do. And they didn't want to deal with the headache of the house. And, and so we actually offered them 145 at the time. Um, that's about where we needed to be to, uh, or felt like we needed to be to rehab the property and we ended up buying it for 160. So we ended up coming to a, to a kind of middle ground there. Oh, but that's, that's a lot less than 220. You it know, is absolutely. And I think what, what made us successful there was I, I feel like we were able to build enough rapport and trust. Um, and I think they did their homework as well. And I said, Hey, take some time, research this, talk to real, I, I encourage them, talk to real estate agents, see what they think you can list it for. And I believe they did all those things and, and realized that I, you know, I was telling them the truth and they decided they wanted to deal with a quicker cash sale, not have to worry about inspections and banks and financing. And, um, and we ended up, you know, winning that business. Yes. So can you go over, you know, there's a lot of new people that they don't know how to deal with a, you know, a seller. Um, sure. When you are dealing directly with them, because you you were not going through a realtor, you were directly dealing with the the seller. How do you build that trust, and how do you? Uh, what are the advantages that you present to them that working with you is going to be, beside you know if uh, instead of working with a, a realtor, where you're going to have yeah. having to show your house and organize it, clean it up. So go over those advantages. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think the first thing that I try and do with a seller when I'm talking to, to them is is um, is build trust, and that's trust in in me, trust in what I say, and trust that I can do what I'm what I say I'm going to do. So, it, you know, you're talking to people about what may be the biggest purchase in their life. Most of the time, their home. 
um, their house. And I think it's having empathy for the fact that a lot of these people may be in a situation that they don't want to be in, and it may be somewhat even embarrassing for, for some people. And, and just having that empathy with them and, and realizing that they may be in a situation in life that they probably don't want to be in or may have not expected to be in and presenting them with the best options for them. And so that's what I try to do is, is really focus on my seller and, hey, what's the best option for you and being very transparent. And, you know, if I walk a house and it's in good shape, but we want to do a total cosmetic rehab, but they owe too much, you know, I'll tell them, hey, I think your options probably better option for you is to list this you know, as is with the realtor, it's not what we would want to make it look like. And that's why our offer may be this. So um, I guess that's the first part of the question. Uh, and then as, as far as the advantages go, um, again, it's the same thing. If the house has reached a level of disrepair that they can't afford or don't want to deal with doing the repairs, um, again, there's some level of, I think, embarrassment at a point in time, and I hate to say that, but I think that's the truth. Some people don't want a bunch of people coming through their house if they're not as proud of it as they hope to be, right? So listing it with an agent may not be something that some people want to do, uh, even in as-is conditions. So, you know, I present that we're, you know, we, we're a cash buyer, so we close um, whenever they want to close and as fast as we can close with them. They don't have to deal with any inspections. Uh, they don't have to deal with any financing or any banks. So really, it's a, it's a, speed of sale and it's also a convenience of sale that you know once we tell you that we're going to close we're going to close and that's really where that trust comes in that they believe that but you do an inspection it's just you don't put it contingent on the inspection is that what you do we do yeah and so our inspection usually is a walk through myself unless we see something that is just weird maybe a septic tank is on the property or, or something like uh, you know along those lines um we'll do a walkthrough inspection a visual inspection uh but no i mean i don't i usually don't even hire inspectors at this point unless there's something that's beyond what i feel comfortable with uh looking at yeah it's it's all about what you are comfortable with and your expertise for example to me, a septic tank is not scary. I have a couple of properties with septic right. tanks, but to you, it might be something that is not, yeah. you know, something that you it want. Was. So it, it all depends yeah. on your expertise. Yep, also. and you get more comfortable the more of these you do, right? I mean, the septic tank was scary at first, and now it's like, what if we have to replace it? Maybe five grand, let's just factor that in and put that in the numbers and just in case, you know, and so then you just move on. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so... How did you pay for it? Did it? Was this all your money, your capital, or did you have investors? Or it was, how, how did this go? So I love, I've, I've realized I love working with private investors. So we've started utilizing a lot of private money. Um, there's a whole lot of it out there that uh, you'll never really know is out there until you start having conversations. And, and that's how we found the investor for this property is we, uh, you know, it was just somebody we knew. We were talking about what we do and we had this new house coming up and, uh, you know, how we usually utilize private money for those deals, um, you know, pay our investors 10% and they're secured by the, by the property that we're adding value to. And, uh, and they said, Hey, I'd be interested in doing that. So we sat down and, and went over the numbers and, and we had a private investor fund the deal. Completely? hundred percent? Completely. hundred percent. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you had no money on this deal. So I had zero money in this deal. So no. all these people that want to invest in real estate with other people's money, this is mm -hmm. the way to do it. You know, you yeah. get private money, they fund the entire deal, you pay them a commission, and then you keep the rest. That's, That's awesome. Right. So, you know, for people that don't know what 
private money is. Can mm -hmm. you explain, you know, the difference between going to a bank and getting these loans of private money and also the different difference in interest? Yeah, absolutely. So private money is just money between you and me. You know, it could be, um, you know, that Jamie lends in that money for for a deal. Uh, private money tends to be more expensive than a bank. However, it tends to be easier to do the transaction and faster, much, much faster to deal with a private individual than going to a bank. Um, you don't, depending on which investor you're, you're dealing with, um, you may not have as many hurdles you have to go through and jump through and red tape. Now, some of the more professional uh, lenders, your hard money lenders and your professional private money lenders will usually still do an appraisal or a BPO um, and then evaluate the deal. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoy talking with friends, family and, and close associates. Um, and again, that comes down to trust. They have to trust what we're doing. They have to see what our track record has been. And I'm very transparent. You know, on our first flip, we lost $1,200. And I was very transparent about why and how, and what I learned from that process. Um, but, but yeah, so I mean, the real big difference is speed. You know, if I tell a, a seller that I can close in 14 days, you know, hopefully I have a private investor that can give me that money within that 14 days. Right. And then just the ease of the transaction. Um, as far as interest goes, you know, I, like I said, I pay my investors 10%. Usually at a bank, if you got a construction loan or somewhere or if something along those lines, you're probably looking uh, I don't know what it is exactly right now, but probably in that four to six percent range. So you're going to pay more for a private investor, and I think you should. Um, it makes them excited to earn some money. A lot of these people have money sitting in a checking account or savings account that's not doing anything for them. Um, so ten percent is a pretty, uh, pretty good you know return on investment for that situation. Um, and it's it's safe if you really break it down. Their investment is backed by a property that I am forcing appreciation and I'm making it cost more by making it nicer, right? So uh, they may have $160,000 in a house that becomes worth, in this case, $275,000. Awesome, awesome. And so how was the exit strategy on this property? Yeah, we sold it retail, um, listed it uh, with an agent in town. Um, went, went for uh, a higher price, you know, I think uh, across the country we've been seeing a lot of demand in a low inventory situation, at least here in Birmingham, we have for the last couple of years. Uh, so we actually listed it about $10,000 higher than any other property had sold on the market. And it was, it was under contract in four days. Wow. So you bought it for listed for 220, uh, 275. What was that? 275 is what we listed it for. Oh, 275. That's 275. Awesome. So it was, yep. and you paid 160, right? We paid 160. Uh, we put about just under 50,000 into it, 48,000 dollars into it. Um, with our money and holding costs, it was another 8,000. Uh, closing costs on the back side was about 10,000. So all in all, um, we ended up with about a 47,000 dollars profit on it. Wow. Yeah, after paying your investors. Correct. After paying investors and everything. Yeah. So $47,000 with no money in the deal is not, not too bad. Not bad at all. I was talking to my husband about that yesterday, uh, about infinite return. And uh -huh. Because he was like, what do you mean, infinite return? It's like when you take all your money out and you still own the property and it's, yeah. paying, it's still cash flowing. So yeah. you know, now that you have no money on the deal, it's like an infinite return because you, know, you have no money on it. Yeah. 
Okay. So one of the things we talked about earlier was this project. So this one actually, it turned out to be fairly quick. Um, there were some challenges. It was the first property that I tried to be the general contractor on myself. Um, meeting, I, I was trying to find all the subs. I was trying to hire it out. And, you know, I travel a lot for work and I'm busy with family. And so that became a challenge and a little bit of a stressor trying to figure out a proper system um, to, to do that. But we ended up getting in and out of this uh, in, let me make sure my numbers here are right. I want to say it ended up being about four months is what it was from, from start to finish, maybe a little bit more. So it actually ended up being fairly quick. Um, on my flips, I like to, you know, I calculate based on six months. I feel like pretty much any property I can get in and out of in six months, knock on wood. Um, but yeah, so it turned out to be a fairly quick project. That's awesome. And, and when you get this private money, um, do you agree on a, a timeline or is it a flexible thing? So it's, you know, it depends on the investor. Um, usually uh, in, my, in my note, I make it a year balloon, a year timeline to give me some buffer just in case. Uh, and they obviously agree to that. Um, on quicker projects, if I think it's going to be faster, I guarantee my investors three months worth of interest just to make it worth their time. Um, but yeah, usually it's a year note uh, with a balloon payment after a year. Um, but all that, that's the beautiful part about, again, working with a private investor is all of that's negotiable and it's fluid, right? If you have a good relationship with your investor, you can go back and say, hey, Mr. Investor, I, here's a situation I need to adjust this in the note. And they can say yes or no, where you go to the bank and it's just straight no. You know, like here's the terms, here's the note. And you, you know, need all sorry. these, this and that, you know, yeah. so yeah. many requirements yeah. with, a, with private money, you can close sometimes in 15 days, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 50, you know, 14 days, um, as little as seven, you know, as long, if you have, say you have investors that are just looking to get money in a deal. And, uh, you know, I tell people usually two to four weeks, but most of the time we can close within 14 days. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So that was, that was an amazing deal. Uh, it, it was a good one. Wanna, it makes me want to start flipping now. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh yeah, it's a good time. But talking about you brought up, um, you know, uh, infinite returns. Uh, I need to come back and we'll talk about some burr properties. That's uh, that's my preferred strategy for my my rentals is trying to rehab a property and then cash out refinance it. So that's that's a powerful absolutely. Strategy. I would love to yeah. have you again and talk about the burr. Uh, absolutely. Expert tips. Now we come to the part of the show where you're going to give me three tips. And yeah. The tips are going to be how to be a successful investor. Sure. I think, you know, for me, um, the three tips that I would say is really just persistence. I think that persistence is key. This business is great at helping you build wealth. It's, uh, it's a simple, quote unquote, business, but it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. And it's extremely frustrating. So persistence has been huge for me to stay after it, stay focused, know what you want and just attack it. Um, know your why this kind of ties into persistence. And I think if you know your why it's going to be much easier to be persistent. Um, so really trying to focus and figure out deep down. And I know that's cliche, but I think it's really powerful to know why you're doing what you're doing, especially if it's not your primary, you know, primary gig, it's very easy to get frustrated and, um, you kind of lose hope or lose focus with real estate. So know your why. 
And then third is have fun. I mean, this is, it's a fun business. It really is. You get to go out, you get to meet some amazing, some amazing people. I mean, look at our relationship, for example, it's been really, really fun getting to know you and watch what you're doing. Um, huge, huge things. And I'm, I'm really proud to see that happening, but just having fun with it. It's really easy again to get kind of frustrated with this business, but have fun with it. You're, you are literally helping Helping people when you buy a house, I fully believe that we offer an incredible service to people that don't have a lot of options. Um, for me, turning a house that is, you know, kind of lost its touch back into a beautiful home that, you know, people talk about the lady that bought this house for me still will call me and just tell me how much she loves this house. And, and it's, it's just really kind of rewarding to, to have that. And so it's, it's a fun business. Just have fun with it. Um, remember that. I mean, it is a business treated like a business and when it make money, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I, I find myself that I can work late and wake up early and keep working on it because it's just, you know, I love it, you know, and, and you have to be doing something that you love Absolutely. in order to do this, to put the hours, especially with when you are working at OLG2 still, you know, like if mm -hmm. you're a full-time investor, you can have kind of like your schedule, but for us, um, that we're still having a, a real job, we have to juggle and, you know, yeah. stay late, wake up early, some weekends, and then balance with family. Absolutely. You have absolutely. To, you know, have fun and enjoy it. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. Um, this has been so fun. I am very proud to, to call you a friend, and I am absolutely. always inspired by all the things that you do. Uh, you know, every, every two weeks that we get on a call, uh, you know, I'm always... Uh, waiting to see what you've done in the last two weeks because it's always super exciting. Uh, yeah, so same thank, here. Thank you for being on the show and adding so much value. And I will definitely have you again and discuss another uh, property. I'd so, love to come back. Before I forget, where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. So it's probably easiest to find me on Facebook and Instagram. It's facebook.com backslash O'Brien Homes, O-B-R-I-E-N Homes. Same thing at Instagram at O'Brien Homes. Um, you know, I, I you can reach out to me on email. It's Jamie, J-A-M-I-E dot N dot O'Brien at gmail.com. I know that's kind of long. Um, and, you know, feel free to give me a call or shoot a text message. I'll give out my cell phone. I think it's awesome. I've never had anyone use it yet, but uh, one day it will. It's 205-500-9687. If I can ever help anybody with anything, please give me a shout. Um, I, I'm in no way, shape, or form at, at the level I want to be or an expert, but um, I feel like I have enough value to provide to people who are trying to get started. Absolutely. You've helped me immensely uh, with, you know, when I have questions, I reach out to you and you always have really good answers. So, you know, definitely reach out to him. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you so much for having me. I look forward to the next one. Absolutely. All right. Bye-bye. This was Deal Closers with Annette Talee, brought to you by Talee Investments. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Our goal is to provide amazing value on your real estate journey. Connect online at www.taleeinvestments.com, where you can find this episode and more. Did you like this episode? Subscribe, like, and share.